Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Charlie, lately there has been a pop song that is everywhere. I cannot get it out of my head and it is driving me crazy. What's that? Okay, rather than tell you, let's sing it together. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear me. Thank you very much. Happy birthday to you. And many more. That was horrible. Yeah. I hate this song so much. It is your birthday. My birthday is in two days. And yes, I'm an Ari, so I'm very stubborn. And once I get something in my head, I can't get it out. We're going to dedicate this episode to discussing why the song is so horrible and why it needs to go away forever. (laughs) And this is a moment where happy birthday is everywhere, right? The CDC is literally telling us to sing it while we wash our hands so that we do it for at least 20 seconds. And because this song was finally entered into the public domain five years ago after a lengthy copyright battle, huh. we are now exposed to it all the time. Mm. There was there was a, a blissful period where no one wanted to pay the copyright on this song, so, so you never it heard it, it, it wasn't on in TV movies. or movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, for better or worse, that is no longer the case. So it, it's really important that we collectively decide never to sing this song again. <laughs> And I'm not alone. Let me be clear. I'm not alone in this. I want to play you a clip from Trevor Noah, comedian, host of The Daily Show. This is a clip that was filmed in between the taping when he's just kind of going back and forth with the audience. Think about it this way. If you told someone from another culture, like let's say they'd never experienced happy birthday, you could think it was like like a like a like a death song. <laughs> like like a song about like you're one year closer to death. Imagine if you didn't speak English at all and you'd never heard the song in your life, right? You wouldn't know what they're saying. Just think of the tone and the pitch of the song. So like everyone gathers around someone in, and they like sit down and then they turn off the lights and then someone comes out with a candle, like candles on a cake and it's just like, Okay, so (laughs) with Trevor Noah's criticism in mind, I want to go through all the reasons why this song is absolute trash and then consider some alternatives that we might sing for the future. Because I like, I want to, I'm not like, I'm not, it's a birthday. I'm not Scrooge here. I love birthdays. I love celebrating. I love singing together, but not this song. (laughs) Ready? Are you one? Reason one why this song needs to die. 
is exactly what Trevor Noah was just talking about. This song is not fun. It is not happy. It is lugubrious. That's the perfect word for it. Thank you. I was going to go with lacrimose, but we'll, we'll stick with lugubrious. I think Trevor Noah is onto something. There's something kind of dirge-like about the music of yes. this song when yes. you strip away the the words. Something funereal. If, I, there's definitely some Scottish guys marching <laughs> along in a field with a bagpipe and someone's died. Yeah, okay. And you just dropped the M word here, the march. Mm. And I, I am sensing the same thing. And I think it all really starts with the, the opening rhythm of this song. Happy birthday. It's um, got, da, dum, it's this dum. dotted rhythm. Yeah, yeah, it's like da, 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 da. Happy birthday to you. Which is a hard rhythm for a young person to sing. So it's very strange that we would expect like a two-year-old to sing that. Totally. it's not in a common rhythm. And you know where we find this rhythm? A march. Any march in particular? The March of the Penguins? <laughs> oh, you, you sweet, sweet child. <laughs> what about, like, the Imperial March? You're getting warmer. Mm. The composition that John Williams based the Imperial March from Star Wars oh, on... Oh, it comes from Holst. From Chopin. Oh. <laughs> Happy birthday, right? Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, 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 right. Happy birthday to you. Mm. Happy birthday. I mean, that is yeah. really dark. I mean, you, yeah, you just picture people in black processing through the rain. <laughs> it's, it's a sad rhythm. Wow. So from happy birthday <laughs> to Star Wars Imperial March, and it's actually Chopin's funeral. Well, I mean, I'm stretching, but certainly I think that rhythm happy. Be birth, like that is, yeah. like you said, a march rhythm. And yeah. I think it's not easy to make the jump to a funeral march because you often sing this song in a very slow tempo. Mm. Maybe I would even say plotting is a, <laughs> is a descriptor. Mm. And, you know, it's worth noting this wasn't the way the song was always intended. Oh. When it was written by the Mill Sisters back in the 1890s mm. for the, the group of students that they were teaching... Mm. It was called Good Morning to All. If you change that first word to a single syllable, you get, I think, a much nicer kind of rhythmic profile. Something like... Good morning to all. Good morning to all. Good morning, dear children. Good morning to all. Ah, so this is an issue of declamation. Yes. You just dropped a big old D-bomb there. <laughs> Talk to me of declamation. You introduced declamation to me when we talked about Sean Mendez. It's yes. all about how we set the words and rhythm together, and certain mm-hmm. words have a natural rhythm, and the word happy birthday yeah. is just not easy to sing, but good morning to all is just has a more so natural, it, it pairs to a more common rhythm. You know, I'll even introduce one more wrinkle here, because yeah. in a 1922 publication of this song, they don't suggest happy birthday with that dotted march rhythm. Mm. They just suggest happy birthday. So it's just a straight, let, let me let me play. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of hard to hear. 
So there's happy birthday to you. Okay, that's the normal way. The uneven staccato rhythm. Then there's also happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Very subtle. The difference between da-da-da and da-da-da. Mm. But I vastly prefer that that suggested second version. It also makes me realize that this song is a terrible song to sing collectively because it begins not on the downbeat. Like, it, <laughs> you have to anticipate It's got a pickup, yeah. It's got a pickup. Charlie, you have just brought us to... Are you too? <laughs> the second reason why this song is terrible and needs to be banished immediately. This song is really hard to sing together. Yeah. For a song that is one of the only songs we sing collectively as a society, along with like the Star Spangled Banner, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and And of course Lady Gaga's poker face. Right, right, of course. Just these these really, you know, cultural touchstones. For a song that is one of the few songs we sing together, it is really hard to sing together. Yeah. And the first thing is what you pointed out, that it starts on an upbeat. So it's how everyone, whenever you start the song, everyone's always like, uh, when's It's who's... a giant gasp. Yeah. It's a collective gasp. Where does it start? How's it going to happen? And then one person leads it, usually yes. Nate, because he's bold. And then the way the song is constructed, there's an awkward pause after every phrase. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Gaping pause, <laughs> silence. Who's going to start the next verse? That's where the drum solo goes. Happy birthday to you. Another <laughs> awkward pause. This is horrible. <laughs> Everyone's thinking, when will this end? Get me out of here. And then finally, the worst moment in the whole song, or maybe the second worst. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. This octave leap, an incredibly difficult interval to sing. Happy birthday. <laughs> that is so cruel right. to make people sing an octave. That's a really daunting interval. Yeah. And that's the part of the song when it's usually the most excruciating. Happy birthday. Everyone's like, oh, God, what's happening? We wrote about in our book, the songwriter, great songwriter Irving Berlin had yes. this sort of uh, treatise for how to write a pop song. And, right, and you're right. supposed to constrain your vocal to an octave and not make giant leaps because they're difficult to sing. They should move in stepwise motion. Totally. Unless you are a diva and when you want to go out of this world, I think the only song that deserves its octave leap narratively is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow way up high. Oh, I like that because you're saying it's literally you can like feel the distance of like you can imagine jumping over a rainbow. Yes. Because of how massive that octave yeah. leap is. Somewhere. That's exactly. Yeah. You gotta arch it. Yeah. You gotta bend all the way there. I was I went diving for octaves in pop music. Yeah, you know because as you might imagine, they're they're pretty rare and usually only when uh you know like you said a diva is singing them. Right. Though interestingly, you know what song I realized has a lot of octave leaps in it? What's that? Ed Sheeran's "Perfect." Really? Yeah. Baby, I dancing in the dark. You between my arms, barefoot on the grass, listening to yeah, but that's a, no, that, that's a that's a diva vocal, but it's just it's shrouded in the hushed whispers 
of Ed Sheeran. Totally, totally. I just wanted, I, you know, we shower a lot of hate uh, on Ed Sheeran on the show. I wanted to give him his props. I appreciate that's that. A tough, he's, that's he's, a tough thing to sing. I'm, I'm, I, I like Ed Sheeran. I, okay, okay. Table that for, okay. for another day. But what we don't like are octaves <laughs> in the middle of a freaking birthday song. Yes. What, that's like dastardly. Yeah. It's really hard to sing. Okay. So this song, we agree, is hard to sing. That brings us to Are You Three? <laughs> okay, we haven't even gotten to probably the most uncomfortable moment whenever you're singing Happy Birthday. What's the name of the person? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> really? Ding, ding, ding. You're like, I mean, it's, let's just recap what's happened so far. Yeah. You, you started on an upbeat. No one started together. It yeah. was really uncomfortable. You have these long gaps. No one knows where to begin the next phrase. <laughs> you all had to jump up an octave, and it sounded like a bunch of donkeys braying. <laughs> and then you kind of get to the climax of the song, and everyone's like, wait, how are we going to sing this person's name? So there's like kind of a write-in, you know, enter your name here moment. Right. Which on one hand is like lovely. You know, it's kind of a customizable song. Right. But also this has so many pitfalls. Okay? Like, first of all, take, you know, your name. Charlie. Are we going to call you Charlie? Are we going to call you Charles? We haven't decided that Chuck, in advance. The formal Chaz. Chuck, Chaz, <laughs> Sir Charles, Gnarls. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of options here. Right. Now, the best one is probably Charlie because that fits with the, the two-syllable uh, pitch count right. of the song. Da, 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 one, two. Charlie. Yeah. But, like, what if it had... But what if you had to sing Charles? Well, which that's, is an impossible word. That's the worst. <laughs> then you have this really awkward kind of like melisma, Charles. It's like <laughs> sounds horrible. Nate. It's like no, no, don't do that. Everyone just collectively nade together. No. And then what if you have you know a multisyllabic name? Right. Yeah. You know Ezekiel. And all of a sudden, happy birthday, dear Ezekiel. I mean, you have everyone's going to like fudge it in some slightly different way. Right. We don't want some collective free jazz improv moment in the middle of our birthday song. And yet that, that's what we have to contend with every time we sing this song. Maybe that's why people feel so embarrassed when people are singing happy birthday to them. It's not just the like collective recognition, which can make some people uncomfortable, right. stage fright, whatever. It's just deeply embarrassing for everyone involved. Yes, it's embarrassing for the singers. It's embarrassing for the birthday person. Yeah, it's embarrassing for any uh, you know oh, hapless bystanders, bystanders oh having gosh, to watch the worst. a, a, a restaurant. You don't know what the name is. <laughs> okay, this brings us to Are You Four? <laughs> the fourth reason this song sucks. This is a little more idiosyncratic and a little more personal for me. Okay, but let's talk about that same moment with the name. There's something happening musically there that I don't like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, you may feel differently. Sure. So, you know, to each their own. Sure. But let's break down what's happening musically at this mm -hmm. moment. Ooh. It's, Wait, that is happy birthday? What you that is played? happy birthday. I'm just isolating that one moment. How would you even describe that? Is that like a, is that a, is there a flat six on top? What is that? It is an appoggiatura. Appoggiatura. I definitely yeah. learned that about 15 years ago, and I can't remember what it means. Let's refresh your memory. Appoggiatura, from the Italian for leaning, mm. this describes any moment when you have a pitch that does not belong to a chord mm -hmm. resolving to a pitch that does belong to a chord. Right. It's a suspension. It's, no? a, it's a suspension, but in a very particular way, in which you accent 
the chromatic note. So that's the note chroma, the colorful note that mm-hmm. doesn't belong mm. to the chord. So in this case, we have a chord. If we're playing this song in C, we have a chord here that's an F major chord. Pleasant happy. And you know what note doesn't belong in that F major chord? I'm going to guess it's a B. It's this B natural, exactly. If I just play that all at the same time, it's got a nice kind of crunchy dissonance to it. Yeah. And Tritone. And then there's this kind of emotional release we get when we hear that dissonance, that chromaticism resolve to a member of the chord. And now we're in this happy chromatic land. So we're going from dissonance to consonance, chromaticism to diatonicism. And if we put it in the context of the song, it becomes this kind of climactic, melodic moment. I also love that if we go back to our like classical theory stuff, Please, like that always. that interval, the tritone yeah. has that B and the F together is the devil in music. Is the yeah. thing you're not supposed to do. But then when it resolves, it's like, oh, that's a nice feeling. So this is like... It works in like jazz, but it doesn't work in like a kid's song. Well, I would say where it works is in romantic, capital R, operatic and symphonic Uh, music. Yeah. And if you'll indulge me, I'd like to do a little classical masters. Indulge away. So Happy Birthday is a song written in the 1890s. And you know who's one of the most popular composers around the world in the late 19th century? Wagner. Boom. Wow. Charlie. A++. (laughs) You just ripped that right out. I love it. I read the rest is noise. Ricard Wagner, right? He (laughs) is like the god of music, which is problematic for a number of reasons. One of the biggest ones being that he's a virulent anti-Semite whose music later becomes the soundtrack of the Third Reich. But I hate him for another reason. (laughs) And it has a lot to do with these appoggiaturas. He That's is a very idiosyncratic reason he, to hate Wagner. Maybe well, you hate him for an additional reason? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I think these symbolize the larger picture of what I dislike about Wagner. It's like this yearning sound, this kind of grand romantic gesture, and everything Wagner ever wrote was just like meant to be on the biggest, largest scale, and he has no sense of shame or mm. modesty, mm. which maybe reminds me of certain figures in the 21st century who I want to avoid. <laughs> this feels to me like a very kind of indulgent kind of gesture in a certain way. And it's one that you hear all over Wagner. Take, for instance, the prelude from his opera, or sorry, he preferred to call them music dramas because it's so pretentious. This piece ends with one of these climactic appoggiaturas, just like Happy Birthday. Many Pagetori. Yeah. So just like in Happy Birthday, we have this this crowning moment that's like, yada, yada. It's this very mm. yearning, like, oh, yada, yada, I'm so romantic and grand, and look <laughs> at me. To bring it back, Happy Birthday. <laughs> Gosh. Every time I hear this moment of this song, Happy Birthday, dear so-and-so, and that, da-na, I'm like, ugh. 
get that romantic era 19th century Wagner loving Paja Tura out of my face. <laughs> okay, Charlie, you seem sufficiently beleaguered by our discussion of 19th century opera. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's consider what some alternatives to Happy Birthday might be. Fabulous. This is exciting. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibe Check is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the Weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Are you five? (laughs) Charlie, yeah, you you thought I was going to let that bit go? You were mistaken. Okay, so we have enumerated the reasons why Happy Birthday is a disaster. It is lugubrious, funereal even. It is really hard to sing with an awkward phrase structure and a big old octave leap. When you get to the name part, no one knows what to do. (laughs) And finally, maybe this is a very Nate-centric criticism, it brings up associations with romantic opera and my least favorite anti-Semitic <laughs> composer, Wagner, every time we get that appoggiatura at the end. Yada. Okay, so if we are in agreement that Happy Birthday is a garbage song that needs to go, and we didn't even get into the, the gross kind of use of the song as a patent troll copyright bludgeon for decades right that's almost another episode entirely yeah but there was a long time when this song which should have been in the public domain was just raking in money for warner brothers because millions of dollars a year totally because they had a copyright on it that meant you couldn't sing this like song that clearly belonged in the public domain it was very suspect copyright yes and finally thanks to the filmmaker and activist jennifer nelson in 2015 a judge struck down that ruling and now happy birthday is free for us all to sing all the time. And it's my own personal nightmare. <laughs> okay, so what is out there for those of us who are looking for an alternative to happy birthday? Yeah. Uh, I think the most obvious is for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow. That nobody can deny. That nobody can deny. That nobody can deny. I mean, that's, yep. that is so much fun to sing. That was great. Now, I, I anticipate your criticism. This song has so many gender pronouns. I mean, sure, you could swap in she or they as, as you would please. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's one mark against it. I mean, is a fellow a gendered? I, I don't know if that's a gendered concept. Fellow? I'm guessing it probably is. I'm guessing it is, but maybe we can rewrite it. Take back the word? Yeah. Okay. Take back fellow. All right. 
because otherwise we have to say folk. And that is just the hardest word. For they're a jolly good person. For they're yeah. a jolly good person. Yeah. That works. It, it's fine. Yeah. I, I like celebrating personhood. I mean, that's a great song. I think that should be anyone's go-to when they don't want to sing happy birthday. Asterisk, good person. Okay. What else is out there? We've got some uh, material from the Beatles. There's an issue okay, with this yeah, song. Okay, hit me. Well, it has a number of the same problems that the other birthday yes, song has, yes, including, most importantly, a glaring gap in the middle of the song. So you're going to have to be like, you say it's your birthday. Do you sing it? It's my birthday, too. Yeah. No, that is highly problematic. I think like some like drumming and clapping. I don't know. You could all go, they say it's your birthday. Na, 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 my birthday, too. That could be kind of actually. Yeah. Yeah, free improv. I think, actually, let's throw that out as an option. That that works better than I thought. I love that the song is a blues. Yeah. I love that it's not, it's ungendered. Yeah. It's it's solid. Super celebratory. Definitely a Paul composition, you can tell. Very high vocal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I another. spent my whole life trying to sing the Beatles, thinking I couldn't sing, and just I later realized I was a baritone, and yeah. that Paul can sing at an absurd octave. Fast forward to the present, and artists are still trying to put out the next big birthday song. Yeah. In just the last year, there have been two really interesting entries into the great birthday song canon that stretches from uh, the 1890s, Happy Birthday to You, to the Beatles in the 1960s, right up to 2019, 2020. Anne Marie just released a song called Birthday. And I spoke with Anne Marie to understand what moved her to write this contemporary pop ode to the birthday? I've wanted to write a birthday song for quite a while. I think it came from whenever I was doing a live show, I always used to shout out to the crowd, whose birthday is it today? And sing the original Happy Birthday. I know there's one person's birthday. <laughs> uh, we have to start with Happy Birthday to I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's been around my whole life, and I've celebrated my birthday to every year, so I got a bit sick of it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to write my own one. To make, actually, because I love birthdays, so I was basically just explaining my favourite day ever and what I want to do. You're born singing the original Try My Lead song out, and people seem to laugh at that. So, my question to you, Nate, is like, could this work? Well, this is interesting because it's from the perspective of the birthday recipient. I like that. So you kind of, it. it kind of flips the script. It's like, <laughs> instead of everyone singing at you, you sing at everyone. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> I feel like that's going to work well for you. Uh, as someone who, anytime that there's a piano in a room, will run to it and get everybody singing along. For someone like me who has a little bit more anxiety about yeah. performing in public, 
I don't know. Fair enough. No, I think I think this song is all about safety and numbers. It's a fun choice, though. I I'm, dig it. I'm, I'm into this track. You know what it does do? What's that? Uh, limited vocal range. Anybody can sing this one. Not in a bad way. It's yeah. just like, you can sing it. Yeah. And I like the sentiments. Like, your birthday, do what you want. Wear what you want. Kiss who you want. Give me an envelope full Eat of money. what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Emery is not alone in tapping into this birthday zeitgeist. In the last year, an artist we've covered before on the show, Fetty Wap, also has a song out simply called Birthday. Fun song. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. Has the, the gender issue. Uh-huh. Doesn't, you could swap in yeah, again you swap another anyone. gender. Also, but you could swap in a name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Made it your birthday. You know? Charles, it's your birthday. I like it. Yeah. I think this is really catchy. Yeah. Whether it goes into the sort of birthday pantheon that everyone will be singing, hard to say. But I like it. It's a, it's a contender. Yeah. Okay. There's one glaring omission that we haven't discussed yet that is probably the most viable contender to replace our current horrible birthday song. It's actually a song that Aisha Harris in Slate calls the black birthday song. Because if you go to a lot of African-American gatherings, you won't hear, happy birthday to you. You'll hear this. That Stevie Wonder's track from Hotter Than July, Happy Birthday. This is so much fun to sing. It's funky and rhythmic and easy to sing along together. It's got this great energy, no gendered pronouns to worry about. It's just like a party in a box. Like, Mm. I, I absolutely love this song. Another reason I love this song is not just that it's joyous and fun to sing, but that there's a history to the song that I wasn't even aware of. Usually when you hear this song, you just hear the chorus of it that we just listened to. But if you listen to the rest of the lyrics, you realize it's not just a generic birthday song. It's a very specific birthday song. I just never understood How a man who died for good Could not have a day that You know it doesn't make much sense. There ought to be a law against anyone who takes offense at a day in your celebration. Who is it? This was a song that Stevie wrote to help campaign for the federal passage of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday becoming a federal holiday. Wow. Which it in fact did in 1983, so just three years later, when Ronald Reagan signed it into law. Hmm. So Stevie Wonder was writing this birthday song with a very specific message and, and a successful one. Yeah. Like this was, I think this song was a big part of the reason that turning MLK Jr.'s birthday into a national holiday got a massive groundswell of support. And it's, it's kind of beautiful to think about that when you're singing this song now, you're not just singing a really fun, funky birthday song. You're also like paying homage to a great civil rights leader. Mm. I think you've made a strong case. Okay, so we've laid out the reasons why the OG happy birthday needs to go. 
We've offered some replacements. I'd like to leave with a note to our listeners. Give us more suggestions for happy birthday songs that can replace this this antiquated 1890s Wagner-loving Mill Sisters uh, travesty. And send them our way on Twitter, uh, at SwitchedOnPop. And bonus challenge, if you want to write your own mm. birthday song, again, make it singable, ideally gender neutral, fun, not lugubrious. Like, maybe we can generate the next birthday song for the 21st century. <laughs> we'll see. Might be a tall order. And until then, we remain your producers, Nate Sloan. Charlie Harding. Our brilliant editor and engineer is Brandon McFarland. Megan Lubin and Bridget Armstrong are our producers. Abby Barr does social media. And Iris Gottlieb provides our kick-ass illustrations. Liz Nelson and Nashat Kurwa are executive producers, and we're proud members of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Catch us on social media, at SwitchdownPop on Twitter and Instagram. Send us your happy birthday songs, and send us other recommendations as well. It's so often your voices on the show that make it the most fun. We're going to be back again in another week with another episode. And until then, thanks Thanks for for listening. Support for Switched on Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.